Welcome to Harvest Bible Church on a Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. And also, welcome to all you that are watching. We just thank God for his goodness and his grace. And if you're here for the very first time, well, welcome, especially welcome to you. We have a a connect card right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Uh, And we'd love to get connected with you. We're so glad you're here. You know, I know a lot of people like to sneak in, sneak out, but we just really like to get to know you. Uh, We really would. You know, we love God with all of our heart. We do. We just really are trying to endeavor to allow God to be God in our lives. And uh, we want to touch some people's lives. We want to reach as many people as we can. We want to build as many people up. We want to edify you. We want to get you uh, strong in the Lord. And we want to honor God in everything that we do. We want God to say, well done. Amen. Amen. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And if you would just fill that out, let it tell us how you heard about us. Uh, It's also our prayer request card. If you need prayer for anything, just go ahead and fill that out there. Let us know how to pray and how to believe God with you. Uh, And drop that into the offering bucket, if you would, as it goes by. Amen. You know, hey, we're going to worship God right now with our tithes and with our offerings, honoring the Lord. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Or if you've got it all set up here, you can give. It tells you how to give online. I did a text. talks about those things there. And, and all of you that are watching, you know how to give too. And I just want to thank you so much for sowing and giving. Hallelujah. And being a part of Harvest Bible Church. And you know, we got a lot of things to do. We just had a big board meeting this past week. And we were adding up all the things that we need to do with our new roof and the sign and a few other, other all kinds of things. Because it just keeps getting... Uh, you know, when you start tearing into one thing, it actually leads into another. Because, you know, not just, you know, the roof is one thing, but all of our air conditioning units that have been up there for many, many years uh, and their ductwork is where everything's leaking. And so in order to do a new roof, we've got to take all the units off and actually redo all the ductwork, which is about $25,000 too. You know, everything's right around 25 to 125 to 225. This kind of goes up, you know. And uh, so, but that's okay, because God's got it, amen? And we're going to get it, and, uh, and I'm still believing for our sign out here, hallelujah. We're about to get that fixed and, and done and uh, get some things off of there in Jesus' name. Uh, you know, we're, we're working on that. So, uh, you know, we're just thanking God, and in the midst of that, we're just continually doing what God's called us to do and honoring the Lord, amen? You know, many times we look at things and we kind of think, uh, you know, the church, but you know, the reason that you tithe and give offerings is for you. Amen. You realize that, right? Even if we had millions and millions and everything was, we'd still receive offerings and we still do this because you got to honor God with your tithe because it belongs to him. Amen. Plus you want to be, I want you to be blessed. And that's the whole thing about it. It's not because we're trying to do things. It's because God wants to bless you. Amen. Amen. You got to have an understanding that God says he doesn't want people who think they have to give. You give because you want to give. Amen. And uh, I know they're going to fix the AC somehow, get it turned down low. I told Greg it was hot in here. And, uh, uh, you know, so I know they're working. Hallelujah. But we're going to get it here. Amen? So let's pray over this offering. Father, we just honor you and love you. Thank you, Lord, because you're such a great God. You really, really are. And, Lord, thank you for the privilege we have to bring our tithes and offerings and to worship you with our giving. Lord, thank you that we, as we honor you, you honor us. You said you would rebuke the devourer in the Old Testament. You told us to rebuke the Satan and the devourer in the New Testament. And Father, we can. We can tell Satan to take his hands off of God's people's finances and money. Thank you, Father, for increase. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you for it. And Lord, now as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. We thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. 
Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering. Good morning. Welcome to Harvest Bible Church. My name is Leticia, and I have some, some fun announcements for you. First, we wanted to announce, I know many have been asking for a, a bulletin to kind of know all events happening, what's going on. So if you go on the Church Center app, which is the same app that you give through as well, if you go on the Church Center app, and once it opens up to our church uh, page, at the bottom, there is going to be something called Bulletin. If you click on that, it's going to have all our current events happening. Yes. Yes. You can just click right on it. I'm doing it as I speak so I can make sure I'm giving you the right order. <laughs> you click on it, and it will have a calendar. It will have the monthly events happening that month. And if there's any registrations that need to happen, it will be all through connected to that um, particular event. But it's a cool place to go to so you can see all the events that are happening. Um, any questions you may have, it will be answered through that. So if you need any help to guide you on how to get to that or how to get the Church Center app, you can see me or Greg, and we'll be happy to show you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I know, it's nice to have. I even, when sometimes I work here and people ask me, I'm like, ooh, let me make sure I got the right time, and I go through there now. <laughs> also, our Ladies 55 Plus, the Apple Hill trip, yes, has been rescheduled to Tuesday, November 1st. It'll be an exciting time. Apple Hill's always fun at this season. If you have any questions or would like details, you can see Miss Cecilia out in the lobby after service, and she'll give you all the details for this fun trip. But it'll be November 1st to Apple Hill. <laughs> Also, we've had a few people, quite a few people asking for when our Christmas dinner will be this year. I know, things are happening. <laughs> so save the date. Our Christmas dinner will be Friday, December 2nd. So yes, so um, put that in your calendars. It will be in the bulletin as well. <laughs> um, and then listen out for future announcements as we get more details and we'll let you know. Well, that's it for the announcements. I wish everyone an amazing Sunday. And junior high and high school, you are dismissed. You can follow Cameron out. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yep, junior high and high school. They thought they could not come at 9 o'clock, so we switched it up and make it. We told them we're, gonna, we're just going to do it at uh, 1030 because I want them to get what you guys are getting at the adult uh, section of School of the Bible. They need to hear that. They're the ones that we really, really, really uh, want to target. Right. Believe it or not, that was the whole reason and behind everything. And yeah. if you don't believe in creation, can't believe in Noah's Ark, you're not going to believe in John 3.16. And that's how our, you know, that's how our... our Educational system has destroyed so many kids because they really don't know how to def defend their faith. They really don't know how to uh, just believe things. I never understood that because, you know, I grew up in church and I never had anybody to stand with me. I went off and did things on my own. And, uh, but, uh, of course, I got called into the ministry very early because I was hungry for God. But it never bothered me when somebody disagreed with me. It's amazing how many folks get real upset if somebody doesn't agree with their way of thinking. Okay, everybody just take a deep breath. Ah, 
I know you've had, you've had overload this morning because I know, I, know I, I actually got it all week long and so you just got a condensed version, okay? Uh, she, you know, she, my wonderful wife who's teaching the class, studies and studies and studies and, and, and does everything. It, it, it's amazing, 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 amazing uh, of what all she's doing and what all she's bringing to you. Uh, and I know she's overloading you with incredible, way too much information. But that's okay, because uh, she'd rather give you too much than not enough. Amen? And sometimes we have to just take a deep breath and relax, you know. Amen? And I know you've been in church already, you know, for, for two hours. God bless you. But we're going to do this, and we're going to have a great time this morning. Amen? Because I'm going to kind of reiterate a few things that, uh, from what she's saying and I want to share on one person of the Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit part of it. But also, I'm going to share something. So go with me, if you would, for the scripture she probably did. First John chapter 5. Hallelujah. And uh, talk about it. You know, small wars have been fought over what you guys were taught this morning concerning the Trinity. Concerning God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Things have been going on for, for ages and ages and ages. There's been battles because people have always fought against the deity of Jesus. How can Jesus be 100% God and 100% man? How did he operate in the earth? Did he operate as God? No, he operated as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God was there. And they worked together in doing what needed to be done. Hallelujah. Could he, could he have changed at any time and picked up his deity? Yes. He could have called for uh, 12 legions of angels and said, I don't want to do this. Amen. He didn't have to go to the cross. He wanted to go to the cross because he loved you and me. He endured the cross and suffered the shame. The Bible, the Bible says he looked for the joy in Hebrews. The joy that was set before him. Amen. And that joy was you and I. Glory to God. But God is the one that established everything. And God is the one. And I don't know why it's so hard for people to understand that there can be God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and yet still be one God. I mean, you understand that, like she shared and everything else. You have to understand, I mean, you guys have one family, hopefully, but you have individuals in that family. It's a pluralism, and the Bible talks about that, and when it's Elohim and everything, it talks about a pluralism, and it talks about, it's just they never agree. Do you know, Jesus never said to the Father, you know, I think, I was thinking this the other day, maybe we should do it this way. Or the Holy Spirit said, I got a revelation. Let me tell you how it's supposed to be. Do you know that never happens in heaven and never has? Because they all think alike. Now, I know that's hard for us because none of us think alike. None of us agree. You know, unless you get mad at everybody else who disagrees with you, the key is, is that you can go to heaven all messed up in your doctrine. We're just trying to get you solidified and get authority in you, get you grounded so that you can receive all that God has. It's not so you can fight, argue, and fuss. It's so that you can begin to take hold of the truths of the word of God and receive all that God has for you and rejoice in it, amen? And hook up where you can hook up. I always tell people, you know, listen, if you don't pick the right one, and if you pick Jesus, you pick the right one because that's who we have to believe in, amen? amen? But thank God, Jesus always directed everything to the Father. And Jesus told us how to pray, how to do some things, how to handle some things here. But in, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, we're going to begin. Now, if you have a New Living Translation, it's not in there. If you have a New American Standard Version, it's not in there. If you have the Revised Standard Version, it's not in there. If it's in the English Standard Version, it's not in there. 
The only one that's in is King James, New King James, and in the Amplified, okay? Because all the other ones took it out because they said it wasn't in some different many different things and all the kind. And it's not italicized in my Bible. It is italicized in the in the, in the Amplified Bible. And uh, you say, well, what do we? What's going on? Why do we have all these things? You need to understand. Uh, in looking and seeing and what takes place on the manuscripts and how it was written. and what we, Do you know that we have the Bible in part? We prophesy in part. We have things. And the way they wrote things was what they endeavored to do. The only thing that makes, you know, everybody kind of copied out of the kingdom and then they went back to some of the older manuscripts and things is the King James was, was written under penalty of death. For the people who wrote it said, if you don't get it right, we're going to kill you. So I think they may have done a little bit better. <laughs> than everybody else who could just paraphrase and do it. Now, I'm not, I love the New Living Translation. Love it. Loved, I read it and study out, do a lot of it. I love the Amplified. I like all the other, I like it. I like to look at things, all right? But the problem is, is that just because they took this out, and, and, I, and I understand, you know, wanting to try to get it right, because I have another one that's a New Testament that uh, is, is probably the closest to the Greek, and it's not in that one either, Okay. And, uh, uh, but does that do away with the trinities that do away with it? No, it doesn't. All right, because I can take you through about 20 other verses like she took you through that talk and tell you, share about it and, and they make it very simple, okay? Make it very, very simple. But you always gotta ask yourself why, but I wanna share this with you because I want you to get a hold of truths of the word God because I wanna talk about the Holy Spirit this morning really quickly and down to how powerful he is because he's the third person of the Godhead usually is forgotten and everybody, and, and, and there's been more wars fought over him than there is over Jesus. You know, because everybody gets real nervous when you talk about the spirit of God. Because all they can think about is tongues. And so throw tongues out of there, okay? Forget that right now, right? How do I do you? We just don't forget about that aspect of it. Let's just talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and who he is and what he does in our lives. Amen. But here in uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, it says, There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, or the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit. These three are one. These three are one. It doesn't say they're one, but these three are one. So they're connected. They agree. They're 100%. There's never a division. There was only one division in heaven, and that was between Satan and everybody else, and he got kicked out. Amen. 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 There's never been another division in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. And then, of course, that's why there's been so many divisions on the earth, because guess where he got kicked out too? To the earth, hallelujah, to mess us all up and to do these things here and to cause great havoc. But let's keep reading. And there are three, hallelujah, that bear witness on earth. Now, all of this is in, in every Bible, all right? The spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree and run. Now, isn't it amazing that John would say this and we can look at this in the body of Christ and we can see that, that there's a lot of us that have the same spirit, but we don't agree on nothing. <laughs> That's why we have, what, 22,000 different denominations or something like that, okay? Different variances of all kinds of things that happen. But one of the things that we failed to realize in a lot of this is that, uh, and, and I know the pastor family is going to preach on Wednesday here. She's going to be preaching about Jesus and how his deity. But I thought I would go ahead and take hold of the Holy Spirit and teach on his deity and tell you how much God he is. That you understand the spirit of God that lives in you is just as much God the Father and God the Son and God the, God, the Holy Spirit is just as powerful and just as much God as everybody else. Amen. It's not third fiddle. 
even though they talk about it as the third person of the Godhead, the problem is it's all part of the Godhead. It's all part of the things of God. Amen? Because when you understand the process, God the Father, he does all the operations. Jesus does all the administrations. And the Holy Spirit does all the manifestations. He's the one that gives the gifts. He's the one that gives the power. He's the power of God in manifestation. And the Holy Spirit is the only one working in the earth today. God the Father and God the Son have finished their work. Jesus has sat down at the right hand of the Father and they've turned it all over to the Holy Spirit. And lest you think they're not doing anything, they're doing everything through the Spirit. Amen? But then why do we pray to the Father? Why don't we pray to the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus said we pray to the Father in His name. And the Spirit operates. The Holy Spirit doesn't tell you anything. And John says the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you anything. He isn't here from Jesus. Jesus doesn't tell you anything. He isn't here from the Father. Amen? Jesus said, I don't do anything or say anything that I don't see the Father do or hear the Father say. Amen? And the Holy Spirit doesn't give you anything that he hasn't heard from the Lord Jesus Christ or what the Father hasn't already began to, here we go. So we we, we get to understand this, but listen, the key is, is that you've got the Spirit of the living God living and dwelling on the inside of you. And you have an unction from the Holy One, so that's why you know all things. You're a bunch of know-it-alls. Hallelujah. The key is, is you've got to let the Holy Spirit within you. Now, in your own self, you know, you're just a sad person, okay? Uh, but no, I mean, in that, though, we have to grab a hold of some things that we need to understand. So I want to just take hold of this. And it says, the Spirit, these are things that bear witness on the earth. Now, let's keep reading down here when it says in verse 9, and if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which we have testified of his Son. I always say the report of the Lord is better than the report of man. Isaiah said this, whose report were we going to believe? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. So we can get God's witness. And they bear witness. The Spirit bears witness. Hallelujah. And not only that, but when it said that these three, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Now, all of us were born of water. We were all born naturally or else, you know, you're not human. And, uh, okay, hallelujah. But glory to God. Thank God we've been born again. Hallelujah, by the Spirit of God, but born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? But the Spirit of God is the one thing that's bearing witness on the earth. How many of you know that it's by the Spirit of God that you know when things aren't right? How many of you know things that are going, people, people say things and do things, you just know that's just not right. People can baffle, they can try to, when I say baffle, they can try to just do all kinds of rhetoric and all kinds of say things, and you just know they just, they have no idea what they're talking about. Amen? But I want to establish things because the Holy Spirit is, is, is co-eternal, amen? He's co-essential, amen? And he's co-equal with Jesus and the Father. Now, see, you look at that and you think, well, how can that be? Because they're all in total unity. They're all one together. And uh, they're not, you know, it doesn't bother uh, in any one of them if another one gets more praise or worship. Go to Acts chapter 5. Y'all looking at me here. Go to Acts chapter 5. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Sometimes we got to do things because you got everybody say, well, I just, I'm, I'm just, I just believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in God. I said, well, good. You know, that's a good thing. That's, well, I'm just Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know, hallelujah. And uh, then you do have some that they're just Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. 
But I tell you what, each one of them has a role. Each one of them has things. And if you'll just grab all of them, it'll, it'll just help you out immensely. Amen. Uh, it'll just help you out immensely to understand the roles of each and every one. And you won't get frustrated. You will not get frustrated. It's not hard. It's, you make it so much harder. How do you just trust the Holy Spirit to lead you? And he'll lead you in line with the word and he'll lead you to the Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and, and he'll make it all happen in the right way. Here in Acts chapter 5, verse 3, look what happened here. Now, of course, we know this. This is when uh, Ananias and Sapphira got you know, they thought they'd keep back part of the price. And uh, they said, hey, let's just do this. Here's what we're going to do. But in verse 3, Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not your own? <laughs> Amen. And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why have you re- uh, conceived this thing in your heart that, excuse me, hast thou lied not unto, you know, unto men, but you've lied unto God. The reason I share that with you is because he talked about you lied to the Holy Ghost. Why have you done this? And he turned around and calls the Holy Spirit God. Amen. And those are the words that did the same thing when he's talking about God. It's the same word. It's the same thing. So when we expressly understand this, it saves us from trying to say, well, God's way out there. No, God's right there in your heart. The kingdom of God has come. The spirit of the living God lives and dwells on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, you know, don't, don't do it. And isn't it, really, isn't it amazing that Paul said this over in, in uh, 2 Corinthians when he said that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That you're the temple of God. Amen? And he used them interchangeably. Because the Spirit of God dwells in you. Amen? Why is it so important? Because the Spirit is the one that's bearing witness on the earth. The Spirit beareth witness on the earth, and his witness is true. Amen? Thank God we've got a relationship with the Father through the Son. Hallelujah. But it's being revealed and unfolded and manifesting in our lives through the Spirit of God. Amen. The Spirit of God. Oh, that's his job. His job is to reveal the Father. Amen. Jesus said, you know, when he came to earth, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then Jesus Jesus said, I'm going to send another comforter, someone just like me. Uh, Yeah. And isn't it amazing when you look at the Bible that all of the things that the Bible talks about God and about Jesus, it talks about the Holy Spirit being the exact same thing. So Jesus didn't leave us comfortless. He didn't leave us orphanless. He came. He sent the Holy Spirit to live and to dwell on the inside of us to recognize how he was going to bring truth to us. Amen. All of the perfections of God are found in the Spirit of God and trusting him. Aren't you glad that God can show us things to come? Aren't you glad that God can open up our eyes to see his hand, his plan, his purpose? Amen. Hallelujah, of what takes place. I mean, doesn't it, doesn't it just blow you away that God put the Holy Spirit, His Spirit, in you, and He told you to be holy? I said, God, why did you put something so holy and something so unholy? Why did you put something so perfect and something so unperfect? Now, I know y'all are perfect, but for me, I got the flaws, okay, because I know me. And, uh, uh, and so I'm like, wow, wow. You know, that's hard for our brain to grab a hold of at times. It's so hard to grab a hold of, to realize that, wow, 
I've got the spirit of the living God living and dwelling inside of me. He said, if that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit raised up Jesus from the dead. Well, no, no, God did. Yeah, he did through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Have you know the Holy Spirit was there and you know that during creation because God, when God said, the Holy Spirit's the one was hovering. He was the one getting ready to do it. He was the one getting ready to, to, to handle business and to handle everything that needed to take place in, in, in what was going to go on because he was the doer. Aren't you glad the doer's in you? Yes. Amen? The doer's in you. And why is it important? I mean, that's the thing. Why is it so important to understand? Why did they make this? Why was there, had to be fights in the, in the, back in the 1600s and the 1300s? And I mean, because of, of trying to make doctrine of, of Trinity, getting everybody to understand. Because God knew that the devil was saying, I've got to get them to just, it's, listen, I've got to get them away from Jesus and away from the Holy Spirit and just think about God. Because if they'll just think about God, they'll be just exactly like all of my demons and all of my fallen angels. They all believe in God, but it doesn't do them any good. See, we, the world out there, we can believe in God, but as long as we don't believe in Jesus. Oh, I couldn't stop this one from believing in Jesus, so I've got to stop him from believing in the Holy Spirit. I got to let him know, no, he's just, okay, you got Jesus. He's going to make heaven. But as long as he doesn't know and get the witness of the spirit, as long as he doesn't get filled with the spirit, as long as he doesn't get to understand that he's got the spirit of the living God living in him, as long as he doesn't understand that greater is he that is in him than he that's in the world, as long as he doesn't know that that person living in him knows all things and that he's greater and stronger than I am, I'm all going to be okay. But once he finds that out, <laughs> Once we find that out, then we tell the devil, wait a minute, take your hands off my life. Take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my finance. Take your hands off of my circumstances. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a witness. Who's got a witness? Who's got a witness? I got a witness of the Spirit. Yeah, I got the witness of the water and the blood of Jesus. Yes, I'm born again, but I got a witness of the Spirit and the power of God. Because the same God, hallelujah, that raised up, that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead, what? Dwells in me. Dwells in me. Hallelujah. That same God, the same creator, the same creator, you know, did it. Woo. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. See, he's still God. He's ever living. He's going to be with it. And the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit, he's omnipresent too. And he's omnipotent. He knows all things. See, that's why there, you know, I go back to 1 John. Go back to 1 John. Yeah. Y'all doing okay? I'm preaching me happy one more time. Hallelujah. I got I to gotta, <laughs> I just, just stir up your pure minds is what I'm going to do. I want to stir up your pure minds. I want to get you to, to know how to do why and what we're doing. And uh, let's see those things here. And to understand the role of it. But I want you to remember the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And what God has done, what Jesus has done, and what the Holy Spirit is doing and what he's, his, his activity is right now. Because notice that he said, we stopped in verse 9. Then he said this in verse 10. He that believes on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believes not God hath made him a liar. Okay? Or believeth not, God hath, you know, hath made him a liar because he believes not the record that God gave of his Son. 
And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Hallelujah. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now here's the key. The next verses, which is ones I quote a lot, 14 and 15. You know, I quote those a lot, you know, and I share about that because all of a sudden now he's talking about John's talking about man, God the Father, God. And then he said, now let me talk about Jesus. You didn't believe God. If you're not going to believe God, God sent Jesus. Jesus died so you can have eternal life. Here it is here. But John doesn't stop there. John goes on to talk about the Holy Spirit in the next verses that we're going to talk about. Because if you get down in verse 20 here, it says the Holy Spirit's going to give you understanding. Aren't you glad that you guys know the truth, that you're not brainwashed by everything else that's coming down the line, that everything else you're seeing out there, that people are trying to tell you that this is truth or brain? Man, do not, do not let go of the truth of the Word of God. Do not allow what anybody else, do not say, that, that, you know, they're going to they're gonna say all kinds of crazy, but you've got to take hold of the Word of God. Amen? But let's keep reading just because it's good. He said, and this is the confidence, and that's the whole reason for this, the whole reason for you to get understanding Fundamental principles of the doctrines of Christ, understanding doctrine, understanding and getting a solid foundation is so that you can have confidence. I'm trying to get the kids confidence. Like I said, remember, I, I grew up and I, I, I was born again, you know, and, I, and, and for nine years I, I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost, but I knew I was saved and nobody could tell me any different. People are all saying, well, if you don't go to our church, then you're not saved or you don't believe this, you're not. And they try to tell you all these things and I just laugh at them. I didn't know much, but I knew Jesus. Hallelujah. And then when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and God just filled me and I began to hunger for God and got called into the ministry and stuff, I began to read the word of God in even a better way, in a greater way. I, got, I, got, I found out, you know, got a revelation there with the Holy Spirit and he began to unveil truth to me. So it was really wonderful to, to, to grab a hold of it. And then I started out in ministry very young and so I had all kinds of critics See, some people get destroyed because one person disagrees. Because they want to say things. I've had committees come. 20 and 30 at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the time. Because when I started out, especially when I was preaching faith and preaching healing and preaching, you know, the baptism, preaching the power of God and preaching, you know, telling how to take authority over the enemy. You know, I'm telling you, I got, I got attacked on every side. You know, just people, I don't agree with that. And I just smile and say, that's your problem. I don't, agree. I don't believe a word you said. I said, that's not my problem. That's your problem. I do, and it's working. You know? I've had guys come in, and they want to yell and scream and say, you know, I, this, and they want to tell me about this, and they want to do science, or they want to tell all this. You know, they've chose to have their brains brainwashed by those guys. I just chose to have my brain brainwashed by the Bible. And because I got my washed, and, and, and the funny thing about it is I'm happy. I'm full of joy, and it doesn't bother me if you don't agree. I love you. You know, it doesn't bother God that you don't agree. He still loves you. He wants you to because agreement is what brings the confidence. Agreement is what brings the results of the Word of God. The Bible says these signs are for them who believe, you know? I, and I, later on, when I got a little more bolder, people come and say, well, I just don't believe you. I said, you know what? It's not for you. You just can't have it. 
What do you mean? I said, yeah, it's just not for you. See, the Bible says it's for those who believe. She says, if you don't believe, then it's not yours. I'll tell, gonna, and I'll tell you what, just so you know it doesn't go to use, I'm going to get yours. I'm going to take what God wanted to give to you, I'm going to take it. I'm going to get a double portion. And if you don't believe it, I'm going to get yours. I'm going to get three times. Now, see, I pastored in the inner city, okay? Most of you don't understand what inner city is, okay? But I pastored in the inner city, okay? 40,000 dwellings in a mile and a half or a mile, one mile radius. 40,000 dwellings. That means 160,000 people on an average, probably more than that because usually about eight to 10 in each dwelling. But on an average, 160,000 people are stacked on top of it, which means a half mile this way and a half mile that way. And then just, there's 160,000 people on top of each other. And none of them like each other. Okay? Pastored right in the middle in the 80s when it was the Crips and the Bloods killing each other and all through the things that were happening and all kinds of things. And then there was other gangs that were happening and doing. And so we're there. We're right in the middle. We're running a rescue mission three feet from the gates of hell. It was so exciting. People, people were getting saved. I mean, they arrested 150 people, 150 feet from my church. Hallelujah. Because it was the biggest crack houses and drug houses and all kinds of things. I mean, we had friendly neighborhood demoniacs coming all the time. Okay. And they would come and, and attack and do things and say things. You know, uh, you know, we had to, had to stop when everybody would come. We'd have to, all my ushers would have to get up and they'd have to check the whole building because people would come to church and then stay in and then take all the things. Our sound system got stolen eight times. We got it back seven. On the eighth one, I said, we don't need it back. We got to get a new one. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, get things. So, you know, when you look at things and you see things, you know, they're like, what are we going to do? And so people were always, listen, I tried that. Listen, I tried. Listen, you can't try God. You can't try his word. The Bible says that the word tries you. So you didn't try anything. God doesn't say if you try something, you get it. God said, you got to believe it. You got to take hold of the word of God. You got to simply believe what God's word says. What am I saying? You've got to have confidence in what God said, what Jesus... You've got to have confidence that when you get born again, you know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. Hallelujah. And that when you hunger for God and you just, just keep going, keep hungering for God, seeking first the kingdom of God, hallelujah, he'll fill you. He'll do all kinds. You just keep going. He'll lead you and guide you and direct you if your heart is right. Amen? You cannot. I mean, you cannot. If you truly do that, you'll be set free. Amen? I tell you these stories and things like that because it's amusing, because again, but they're all true. <laughs> it's the crazy thing about it. As one minister said, he said, told me this, he said, you know what? You've been to hell and back three times. I said, yeah, but glory to God, I'm just going to snatch them as they get close to there. That's what I got to do. And the reason being is what he was saying is that I, nobody's ever had as many problems as you've had. I said, well, yeah, I'm sure they have. I'm not special. I'm just in a, I'm in a special place that needs a lot of help. You know, I'm seeing the guts of the city and I'm seeing people that, are, that have been beaten up, that have been pushed aside, that nobody cared about. And so we're rescuing them and we're helping them, you know. And out of our church, because people would get up, they'd get saved and they'd get filled with the Holy and God would start doing good things. And they'd say, Pastor, I can't stay because this is my roots. I said, I know, we need to go out here. So we started five other churches in the suburbs. Because we needed to send people, we needed to have, we needed to have a farm team. We needed to have sift things out. And these people would go and be blessings and they would do things and be an incredible one. And they're you know, doing church today and wonderful things. And I understood that. I wasn't about building my kingdom. I'm about building the kingdom of God. 
We're about doing things. I was so excited to see them rise up and do what God's called them to do and get up and be able to leave. You know, there were those that didn't. They were like, hey, we're going to stay and we're going to do. It's funny because mostly what God would do, he'd bring people from the outside in. It's funny. It's hilarious. I looked down one day. I don't know why I'm carrying all this. It's crazy. It's not going with my anything. But anyways, y'all are drawn. That's the problem. Y'all got, got me started on that. Where were we before we got off on all this mess? Let me finish this story. You guys, you guys, I, 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 you, I need to, I need to. <laughs> anyways, I'll tell you the story. One day I look out there and it's winter time. It's, winter, it's cold in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is where I pastored. Uh, it gets cold. It literally gets below, you know, below freezing starting in, you know, December and it doesn't thaw out till March. And uh, so anyways, I look down and, and uh, there's a lady standing here worshiping God and there's another, another person, another lady standing next to her who's, this lady's in a $25,000 mink coat. And the only reason I know that fur coat is because her husband was my head board member and that was his wife and they had the, the home on Today's Home in the magazine that went all around the world and they were awesome. God sent them there as a supernatural couple. And so anyways, uh, but right next to her was a street person with cut off flip-flops and a t-shirt. And as I looked down at that, and I went, folks is folks. I wanted to take a picture. I mean, I did take a picture in my mind. I never, ever forgot it. Never, ever forgot it. And when I said, okay, hey, let's just greet one another, you know, after we do with our, our worship, I said, okay, now greet one another. They just hugged and laughed and sat down together. And I thought, you know what? Folks is folks, and God is God. Amen. You see that? See, what happens is, is that, but when you teach people the word of God, they begin to grow up and they get confident. Look at here in 1 John chapter, look at verse 14. And this is the confidence. See, we got off on confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will or his word, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We have confidence. It gives us confidence. That's why. See, the more knowledge that you have, the more confidence you can have. Amen? It really can. But you got to make sure that knowledge doesn't puff you up. Because you can think, oh, see, I mean, I, I humanly said you're an all. You are with you if you let the Holy Spirit lead you. Because if you decide you are somebody and you think you know it all, he's going to embarrass you. And actually, he's not going to embarrass you. You're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to do a great job of that. You'll just embarrass yourself. That's just all that will happen. You'll, you'll embarrass yourself there. <laughs> It'll be this. But let's read on. He said this, and if any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life. For that sin that's not unto death. There is a sin or a, a, you know, a sin unto death, and I do not say that you should, you should pray for it. He said, listen, we're to cover people. We're to cover them. When somebody doesn't know, don't look down upon them. Help them. Somebody doesn't understand, don't look down. Help them. Amen? Hallelujah. Then he says, all unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whosoever, amen, is born of God sins not. And he, but he that is begotten of God, keeps himself that the wicked one does touch him not or doesn't touch him. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. Man, is that a verse for today? 
and we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him. Amen? That is true. Glory to God. Even in his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. Then he says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. One of the things about the church, and this has been the biggest problem, is that we haven't known that we actually have the truth and that we really know the truth. Now, I don't have the whole truth and all the truth, but I do have this truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came to this earth, that he died, that he was raised from the dead, and he is my Lord and my Savior. I do have this truth that he sent the Holy Spirit that came because I've tasted and seen. That same Spirit that raised up Christ now dwells and lives within me because it raised me up. Hallelujah. I do know that I've got a witness because what witnesses on the earth is the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God that's in you witnesses. Don't let anybody rob you of the truth. John was so, so, I mean, I love John because John says, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know. It wasn't maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, how do you know? How many of you, I mean, I've had that asked my whole entire ministerial life, my whole life. How do you know that Christianity is true? How do you know that, that Jesus or your God is true? Because we have all these other things. Look at everybody else, you know. Well, number one, number one, more than anything else, more than this, more than anything else. He lives in me. I know what happened in me. But I also know because of, I believe this. I believe this word. And see, this changes it. See, that's why God said, God put everything on, on an equal playing field, which was we all had to have faith. Remember? Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Because you got to believe that he is, but not only believing that he is, but you got to believe he's a rewarder. He's going to reward your faith in him with salvation. He's going to reward your faith in him with being filled with the Holy Ghost. He's going to reward your faith in him and be that because he's going to be a child of God. He's going to be your protector. He's going to be your comforter. He's going to be your advocate. He's going to be your guide. Hallelujah. He's going to be all the things that he said he would do. See, the Pauline revelation is what he did, is what, what Jesus did after the cross and what he did when he sprinkled his blood on the heavenly holies of holies and he obtained an eternal redemption for us. He did everything so that we could live on the earth because he knew we were going to live. Even after we received him, we were going to have to walk as he walked. And we were going to show the devil and the world how great God is. But it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it amazing that in, in, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, he said, God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you could even ask or think. But what's the next little phrase? According to the power that works in you. So why aren't we getting exceedingly, abundantly above all that we could even ask or think? Why isn't there just, God just, it's just pouring over and, and we're just going, oh my gosh, God, stop, I guess you can't handle it. Because that power is not working in us the way it's supposed to work. Do I got a witness of the Spirit? Do I got a witness of the Spirit? Is greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world? Let me just tell you another story. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of close with this. It's a Pittsburgh story. I got lots of Pittsburgh stories. Okay. And, uh, and they know they're precious. But, I, I, you know, we, we were there and I had to go down to the projects, which was St. Clair Village. And, uh, and 
when you go into this place, I mean, we did a tent meeting in St. Clair Village and the police department, when I went down to get the permit, the police department said, listen, you do realize that we are not going to come. If, if they burn the tent down or if they kill all of you, we will come down during the day and help you afterwards. But we are not coming at night. We don't go in there at night. Okay. We don't, I mean, you realize that we're not coming. I said, yes, sir. No problem. We got this. I, I drove personally drove 175 stakes into the ground to put that tent up in asphalt. We like putting it in our parking lots. What are we doing? And then I had to dig another and put an eight-foot pole to put in a electricity and, and, uh, and uh, do all this and get it. And we had a tent meeting because we were going to do this. And God did it. But anyways, one night I got a call and there, somebody was sick and they said, hey, I need... So I drive down in here at night to go down in there. Now, you don't go... I wouldn't go down in there if God... I didn't have to go. You don't tempt God. That's dumb, you know. Uh, you just don't do that. So anyways, but I had to go in there, and I got in. But they had taken down all of the street signs, and they'd taken all of the markers off the doors. He didn't even know, you know, this is a, 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 an apartment place upstairs, downstairs. There's thousands and thousands of them, and, and, there, and no addresses. So I pull in, and I'm, I'm walking around trying to find, because they kind of gave me, said, go by the third dumpster, turn left, and go up uh, five, three flights of stairs, and, you know, so I'm trying to figure out, I mean, it's dark. All of a sudden, I get surrounded by 10 guys with, you know, bats, knives, things like this, and they're surrounding me, and of course, they, you know, and they're all uh, looking at me like, what are you doing, and uh, what's going on, what's happening, and, 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 you know, threatening me. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just rises up within me, and I say, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so. I got to pray for I'm Pastor Mark Butler. I need you. Now, you guys need to take me where it's at. Show me where they live. Oh, okay. And they all lined up and marched, <laughs> and, they, and they just we marched down there. They showed me where it was. I prayed for the person. They got healed. I got down. I walked back to my car with the escort, and I got in my car, and I drove out of the place, and then I got down on Highway 51, and then I came to myself. <laughs> Okay, do you understand what that means? What that simply means, all of a sudden I realized I could have died. <laughs> and I came in out of the anointing and I was like, and it makes for a phenomenal story. It makes me feel like, oh, look how great. But I tell you what, I broke out in such a sweat. I mean, I just, I just, it was just like, <sighs> and I thought, God, you're amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. And I'm so glad you were with me. And I'm so glad that you did this. And you were there. And you were awesome. And because in that, though, it's because I had to be there. I had to. That God wanted me to go pray. They called for the elders. I was going to pray. You know, it didn't even dawn on me. I mean, I, everybody else said, why, why wouldn't you just wait? Till? I said, well, because they said it was a very dire need. They were, you know, don't know what's going on. I said, so they called. So I came. I mean, I, did, I was just, you know, I just doing what I could do. But see, God sustained me. And listen, God's going to do that again and again and again and again. God's going to do it. Why? Because he has to. Because in what we're doing. Let's close on this right here to understand. Uh, we kind of, you guys kind of drew and we went a whole different route. Uh, you know, that's, um, you know, I mean, I got, I, gosh, I mean, I got 10 pages of notes here on this. And you guys didn't even let me. You know, and now I know why, you know, you know, anyways, I love you and I'm okay. I'm actually okay with that because you need that. You get an overload. I, I think he just wanted to stir you up your hearts to believe and to know about the, the Holy Spirit in you because he loves you. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you. Lord, thank you for these wonderful folks. 
Thank you, Father God, that you just, you drew out things, they drew out things to just share. And Lord, because it's you, it's not because of me, it's because, all because of you. You know, I have great stories because I trusted you. I honored you because you are, are an incredible God. You are. You, you've brought me through so much, and you're going to bring us all through this much. You've continually reminded me of things that you've brought me through, just like you did with David when he was facing Goliath. Seems like we're facing Goliath and facing a lot of things that look bigger than we are, and everything looks hopeless. But you're reminding me of things that took place in the past, just like you did David, who said when he was facing Goliath, he remembered the bear and he remembered the lion, and he said, hey, God did that. God can do this. And I just know in my heart that God, you're going to do it again and again and again. Your hand is upon us. The church is going to get brighter and brighter. The blessing of God's going to be on the church. And the Gentiles, they're going to run because we are the ones that are going to have the resources. We are the one that's going to have the hope. Hallelujah. We're going to have peace. We're going to have what the world needs. We're going to have healing. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, Lord. We are going to have healing. Healing. Hallelujah. So no matter if they say it's nothing else can be done, God is still God. He's still God. Lord, thank you for that. Father, as our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior, oh, my heart's cry, my heart's desire is that they would know you. They wouldn't just know about you, but they would literally know you and they would receive you and have you as their personal Lord and Savior. And if you are here and you don't have know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then I do. I want to pray with you. I want to get you on to lead you in a prayer that'll get you born again, get you to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Hallelujah. And if you're watching, same thing. God loves you. He loves you so much. Hallelujah. So if you are here, just raise your hand and say, I want Jesus or I want to come back home. I want to know him because he loves you. He'll be the same God to you as he is to me. Hallelujah. He'll be the same God hallelujah, that he is to you that he was in the Bible to all of them. That same spirit of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, Father, I thank you that I'm here with, with Christians and I think I'm here with the body of Christ and they need to know that they've got God the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of them. Hallelujah. Oh, so amazing. So amazing. And Lord, we just honor you. We love you. We praise you. And thank you, Father, that it's because that spirit bears witness with us that we believe the witness of the Lord and his report is greater. And we thank you for the greater one living on the inside of us. Thank you, Father, so that we go out from these doors and we go out into the mission field, that we can share life with folks. We can share hope with them. We can share truth because we know the truth and the truth sets us free. Lord, we honor for you, with you, for you. We just honor you. We love you. We thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, we have one more announcement because I waited to the end because there's a lot of things you know, we're having for uh, what's going on. And Mr. Jim Hicks is going to do that. He's part of our church. He's actually on my board. He's a blessing. And uh, he's very uh, active in things here. So I wanted to just because it's about one of the propositions here. And then after he's done, we're going to have our prayer team come forward and he'll dismiss you. I'm going to sneak out so I get all of you. You know, know the five of you that like to bolt, I'm going to tag you today. (laughs) No, I love all of you. You know I love you. I have to give. Come on, miss. Come on. Glory to God. I love you. You guys are blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. That's a good word.
Spirit of God living big in us. Well, thank you for indulging me. Uh, I see you left me 15 minutes. That's good. No, it won't take that long. But, you know, I hear all the time, hey, Jim, what can I do? What can I do to get involved? What can I do for the elections coming up? We see the problems that are going on. Well, I've got a list for you today. So you can avail yourself of some of these things. First of all, we got two weeks left to the election, November 8th. So one of the main things is prayer. We have a 24-hour prayer group that's praying. Continue to be diligent in your prayers. And those of you who haven't signed up for the 24-hour, pray anyway. Prayer availeth much. And we need prayer these next two weeks. We want to pray for godly men and women to be elected. We need to pray for, well, there are no godly bills to vote on, but all those ungodly things to be defeated. Uh, tomorrow is the last day to register to vote. If you have not registered to vote, we have forms in the back. We can see me afterwards. You can register. We've had a couple of people that registered in the last couple of weeks. We've been trying to do this. Register to vote. 17% of Christians have not registered to vote. Of the ones that have registered, a third of those don't vote. So you got about 40 to 50, probably 45% of Christians that are not voting. And you wonder why we're where we are today. That's a good clue. So today, if you want to register, if you haven't, and then uh, we have voter guides out here. If you, we've been handing those out. I think most of you have had them, but if you need one, I think we have some left. Help you uh, determine how to vote, because sometimes it's hard to determine who's the right person. And we do the research. We, we, we pick godly, biblically valued people that are running, and we put those on our list. If possible, vote in person on November 8th. It's important that you vote in person if you can. Now, don't forget to vote, because <laughs> that's worse. It'd be better to mail in your vote if you're going to forget, but just make sure you vote. Poll workers. If you want to be a poll worker, you can still sign up to do that. If you're interested in that, you can see one of us. Governor's debate is tomorrow, and Maryland has that on the cat. Oh, it's today. I'm sorry, today. And there's a link to that on the CAT website. So go on there. You can just click the link. You can watch that governor's debate today. That's, that would be an important thing for you to do. Lastly, we have three parents that have stepped up to run for the school board in, in Lodi. They're having a meeting on the next Sunday. And they're inviting anybody who can. You don't even have to be in Lodi because what the, there's a lot of opposition against them because of what they're standing for. The schools do not want to stop teaching the stuff they're teaching, and these are going to stand up for your, your students. So they're asking if you can come to this meeting because they want to have 10 to 1 in favor of them because they're expecting a lot of people to come as hecklers and try to really distract their message, and they have a great message. So I encourage you to do that. There's flyers out there for that. Lastly, vote no on Proposition 1. You know, there's a lot of things that are happening in the world. We got the issue, the situation in Ukraine. We got skyrocketing inflation. We got gas prices beyond what we can even afford most of the time. None of those are as important as defeating this proposition. This proposition will make it a constitutional right to abortion. They, they, uh, they 
couch it in, in language that it doesn't really appear like that's what it is, but that's what it is. This means abortion for any reason, up to the moment of birth. 79% of the people are against abortion after viability, which is usually around the 22nd week, but they're not seeing that in this bill because it, it, they're hiding it in the language. So this is another thing everybody can do. I bet you everybody has 50 to 200, maybe 300 contacts in your, in your phone. Text them. Say, vote no on Proposition 1. This is so important, folks. This is, we can't allow California to become a, an abortion sanctuary. This is horrible. And this is what, there's two things that really boggles my mind when I think about abortion. Number one is how we allowed what was meant to be the safest place on earth, the womb, to become the most dangerous place on earth. And there was an article that was written in 2017, and they said that in the 50 largest cities of America, there were 5,738 murders. Now, that's horrible. But in that same year, there were 862,320 lives extinguished in the womb by medical professionals. And that's sad. The second thing that I just boggles my mind is how a Christian can be okay with the taking of the very life that was beautifully and wonderfully made by God. Because there's a lot of Christians, there's a lot of pastors that are okay with it. And it's not okay. And I just can't believe how Christians can be pro-death. And I'm sorry that might offend somebody by calling it pro-death, but that's what it is. Because the choice is already made. When you make a choice to either have a baby naturally or artificially, that's the time for the choice. Once that baby, once that person's pregnant, it's no longer a choice. The choice is then pro-death or pro-life. Because that baby, I don't know if you know, but when the baby is implanted in the, in the mother, the first day it has DNA. Its sex is already determined. Its eye, eye color is determined. Its hair color is determined. The only thing is it has to come to completion. And that's the miracle of life. So that makes me sad when I think that there's Christians and even some pastors that didn't even celebrate when Roe v. Wade came down. This church did. We celebrate it. We continue to celebrate it. That's a great victory. Amen. Amen. Yes. Now, so I'm not trying to condemn anybody because I know in churches people make mistakes. If you're a woman here that has had an abortion, or if you're a man here who has encouraged or maybe insisted that a woman have an abortion, there's forgiveness, there's healing. And so I encourage you, we're not condemning you. There's no sin is worse than another. We've all sinned. So that's, please don't take that away from this message. We love you. We, and if you have that situation, we're willing to, we want to pray for you. And so that's why the prayer team's going to come up, not just for that issue, but any issue that you have or any needs you have. Because we're expecting miracles in this church because the word says that signs will follow the preaching of the word. And did anybody get a preaching of the word this morning? So I expect signs to follow. Last thing. Don't let Governor Newsom 
make California a, an abortion sanctuary. Vote no on Proposition 1, please. Thank you, you're dismissed. <laughs>